All right, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze all the films in the DC universe by each individual minute. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And uh, Mark, you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. I'm Patrick with Real Comic Heroes Podcast. And I'm Travis, also with Real Comic Heroes, and you can find us at Real Comic Heroes. All right, welcome back, both y'all. Thank um, you. Today... We are talking about, yeah, absolutely. Um, today we're talking about minute number 84. Uh, minute 84 is going to start out with uh, Lois inserting the uh, command key into the terminal. Fire. And uh, it's going to end, yeah. <laughs> Giggity. The minute y'all have been waiting for. Sweet release. The climax of this story. We got a cigarette pack. Can we do more puns? We can do more puns. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it? This minute's going to end. With uh, two Kryptonian attack ships flying through the clouds, that's what I wrote down. Yep. I don't. I mean, I don't know why I didn't write down the objective. Yeah. But jumping ahead, that's. It, be- <laughs> I like it. It's beautiful. The, yeah. the end of that. The attack yeah. ships in the clouds. It's really yeah. pretty. Just gotta say. Um, I like. And then, like on top of that, the sound design yeah. in this minute is pretty good. Yeah, I like the uh, jump going ahead with the uh, the ships i like their like scarab beetle type design it's kind of a cool cool look that you don't see in like a jet fighter or whatever you know classification of ships that these are yeah it's like it's it's not like uh i guess it's aerodynamic because in the sense that it's uh rounded yeah mm-hmm. edges and stuff but it's not like pointy like how normal you know I guess yeah. attack ships in a normal sci-fi genre are they look more jet like yeah. yeah i think it's uh it's a nice way to to seem believable um i think we you know we we're so used to like star star wars vehicles and whatnot and you know we always used to be like wow that looks so real because like you see all like the little pipes and the little details yeah. on all the ships and stuff um but then when you take a closer look at some of the star wars vehicles like you wonder like how they even fly because they're not aerodynamic yeah. like a tie fighter wouldn't be able to fly or something like that or like how does a y-wing fly or something like that uh these look like they can actually be aerodynamic in a sense of like the way physics works and like how you know physics is lazy so like mm-hmm. air would go underneath the ship like yeah. theoretically yeah. and carry it uh so it seems a little believable in the fact that it looks organic seems like well if it looks organic then it might be able to fly because it's representing organic things like a beetle yeah, yeah like a beetle yeah. um so yeah it is really cool the sound design that they play in the beginning of this minute with lois lane and the command key and the terminal like just a, like a cool little sound effect when she puts the key in and then when she actually like pushes it all the way into the terminal it's a very nice like um like activation sound where it's yeah i don't know it's it's i don't it's a really nice charm that plays um i want to know it if sounds it feels very like you know like when like old computer speakers had like the push button uh, a lot of things had it. it's like yeah. the spring kind of yeah. kind of push button like i want to know if that's what it felt like that that was one of my notes like what is what is that is it pressing a button right you press that button on that soundboard i don't well yeah no not prob- that button <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the same kind of feeling where it's like the spring back yeah kinda, the, there's definitely something satisfying um, about seeing it like when it when it is pushed in like how flush it sits with the <laughs> the i don't know oh it's satisfying I, 
Shit. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm trying to be real here, Patrick. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. He's got a point. Yeah, I just like how how I don't know how the design, the design, and and how it yeah completely sits flat in the housing. I guess well, like yeah. yeah. As we find out soon enough, uh, Jarrell can do pretty much anything. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. How do you eject it? I like just push it again. Yeah, push yeah. it back in. Spring like... loaded. Yeah. Oh, push wow. it in and then that it makes pops too much out. Sense. I'm thinking yeah. like. Yeah, because uh, we'll like see the, in the later minute how she gets it out. I thought he removed it, or uh, yeah, yeah, I, think, I, I he feel like it's it like him out. just I like so. okay. magical hand waving. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because she just grabs it. Okay. Yeah. It's all it's all like magnetic things, so I think you just have to like place it over it. It's just I don't know, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think it might be magnetic. Maybe like they all have like an AI system. Maybe like there isn't. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, like they all have like that AI system, like how we seen in like the the scout ship, with that lady voice that like came over, and we see it more in Dawn of Justice. Um, it's like the, that Keylex. I think it was the same person yeah. that did Keylex his voice. Um, I wish USBs were like this. <laughs> yeah, because USBs. I've always not like. I think as a kid when USBs first became a thing, um, I was actually older. I'm like, I wasn't a kid when USBs were a thing, but like. Like USBs stick out and they always look like so wobbly and they're like yeah. in there, but they're barely into your computer. And it's like, I wish a USB would just go all the way in and would be like very like streamlined. You want the floppy disk effect. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's what I was talking I about. Want I like that flush. Like it, it perfectly yeah. fits in yeah. there. <laughs> Patrick's losing it it's over true. here. <laughs> it so I want it. Talking about floppy disks. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. No, I uh, I also like. There's, there's definitely humor here. USB type. You know, that's, that's. I kept thinking of it as that, like, you know, it's a data port yeah. and you insert like a a flash drive essentially. I just uh, don't like. Uh, I don't like USB. I think the the design of a USB is just so. It's like it literally thumb drive sticks out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. Like. It just, it's just there. It's just like, like at any time someone can rip it out. <laughs> I think the design of the USB is poor. So, so you're more of people a, need to rethink. Put it on record. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the way USBs uh, are designed. And I think uh, computers should be designed to uh, correct that. Because design-wise, it looks disgusting. And I don't care yeah. who knows so. it. <laughs> yeah. So you're more it's of a 21st century. Card? Let's get this thing right. More of an SD card kind of guy. Like, yeah, like uh, I don't. Yeah, I just you would think like Apple or something would be like we need to make the MacBooks like carry key. USBs in a cooler way. Yeah, if Apple came out with like an Apple USB drive that like yeah. command keyed into my MacBook, and I'd be your like watch and into your phone like well, Apple can't even into the TV headphone jack. So, <laughs> yeah. So maybe we're barking up the wrong tree. Like I don't know. I think I'm with you. I'm a fan of the AirPods. I think I would get those if I oh. had the phone for it. I'm a Bose kind of guy, man. Mm. Well, I'm not saying like <laughs> I'm not saying brand. I'm saying like the way that they designed those AirPods and like having like no cord. Cords suck, man. <laughs> Is it, it, like oh, I said, yeah. it's the 21st century. Let's get more advanced with the way our technology looks. And I think Apple's on the right track. We're just going to have neural implants in yeah. the future anyway. Because yeah. 
I could yeah. lose Don't my get me started. <laughs> I'd lose those wireless pods in a second. <laughs> They'd be down the couch yeah. cushion and gone yeah. for the rest of my yeah. life. It's all. It's. It always reminds me of like those like like communicators that like you always see in movies where it's like, like put your communicator in your in your ear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they even I want have that. it like Young Justice. Like in Young Justice, they had like those little ear pieces. Yeah. I don't know. You should just get it's your, like a James Bond. Thing. You should just be able to have your headphones implanted in the back of your ear. Yeah. So like your headphones are always in. Just use them whenever. Like Star Lord kind of style. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like. Yeah, uh, sure. You don't know. What do you mean, sure? He's oh, yeah. got like the things on his. I'm gonna touch you right now. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. It's like oh, a, okay, it's a okay. kind of style. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. I'll, let, I'll let you guys do the first generation and work out the case. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. When, when the volume control um, goes ballistic and your <laughs> blows out your eardrum. Oh my god! And then yeah. Like, oh my god! So many decibels. Like what happened? Oh man, that'd be ter- dang. That's so. All right, so future <laughs> generations now they have the neural implants good way for a supervillain to come about take over all the implants yeah yep. you wow. get your... that's like some batman Cyber beyond hacking. yeah yeah they kind of do that in supergirl where they're uh unleashing that thing that sort of takes over your brain mm. like uh they shoot out a signal that messes with uh and they become like almost zombies uh, on okay. planet earth yeah hmm. so you don't even need like that. Implants. definitely seen that Plant. somewhere yeah. yeah so you don't even need implants yeah yeah <laughs> It's like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yes, cool. So I'm glad we... T- <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she puts a command key. It's a, there's a very long dramatic pause. Uh, we're, we're thinking, uh, what's going on here? What did this key do? There was an activation sound. She uh, gives us a very dramatic turn. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, well, what do you know? It's Jor-El. <laughs> Back from the dead again. You can tell that something's coming on screen because you can see like her shoulders have turned all the way around, but she's not yet fully turned her head. So you know that she's about to, you know, see something. Uh, obviously, they're not like it's not a subtle way to hide that she's about to. I don't know, see somebody, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely very. Uh, what's it? Uh, Did we expect it yeah. to be Jor-El? I did just because of associating it with him to begin mm. with. Um, is that how uh, Clark sees him at first? Yeah. By yeah. That he in? puts in the, the command, command key, key and then yeah. basically, okay. yeah, so he's maybe just that's standing what made there. Me think it's going to be him. Yeah. So I just assumed, but um, yeah, it's probably because I know about the previous minutes. Yeah. Hmm. Assuming I just wonder, like, I that. can't remember. <laughs> can't remember if it was like seeing the movie for the first time if i was like oh yeah so she must have just brought jor-el online or something and i can't remember if it was like is she gonna turn around there's gonna be like kryptonium behind her or mm. she do something else and then it's like oh it's jor-el and i can't remember if i was like okay yeah i know it's about to be jor-el or not so yeah. um but yeah it is jor-el it's um is the line "Where'd you come from?" the best line for her to have in this moment? <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe a better question is like, "What would what would your guys's reaction be to mm. that?" Like that jump scare, pretty much. It's like, do you probably I mean, just a, obviously you don't know it's a, a hologram. Yeah. You think yeah. it's a real person, yeah. so like, I, think, I guess where'd you come from? Like that's I don't know. Yeah, probably more of a "Who are you?" would be more apt yeah, for what the, do you want? Or... Yeah, because she doesn't yeah. know what that the this hell. Guy isn't, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
hey there, handsome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like, I, don't, I don't know. Because, like, one, she stumbles twice. Yeah. And yeah. it's like... And I don't know if it's, like, the same stumble, but, like, they had it in one angle, and then they, like, just, you know, re-showed it the no, same stumble again. No, that's exactly what it is. It's, yeah. uh, I don't know, I, I watched a documentary or something, but Jackie Chan said that it was, like, if it's if it's important, show it twice. Yeah. And so it's, like, so, like, in kung fu films, you'll see a guy punch someone in the chest in one shot. Angle and then And then the yeah. shot changes, but it's, like, the same punch, and it happens again. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's impactful, so it's, yeah. like stumble but then they show the stumble again in another shot to show that she's like okay she's stumbling uh even though it looks like it happens twice um maybe just the one time made it look like it was an accident like she was just like turning around in heels and she doesn't know how to walk in heels oh and it looked like a continuity error yeah and it looked like (laughs) that was like they should have cut but it's like oh no just like added in a wide angle to make it look like she was startled yeah, maybe there's like a really, really line between making a mistake and showing, like actually meaning it. Yeah, because if she stumbles for just one shot, people would think like, did she mean to stumble, yeah. or did she? Was that like, did they cut too late? The floor is just too slippery in these heels. Yeah. She's only used to standing I, in sand in the desert. I think my reaction as Lois Lane would either be, I'm sorry, or don't kill me, because how <laughs> yeah. is she supposed to know that this Kryptonian is not? among the yeah, other Kryptonians. It's like, yeah. I feel like I would have thought like I just I'd put the command key in like I just turned a switch on and now someone's gonna be like, What are you doing? Like I'd be like, yeah. Oh my god, I don't I don't know. I just put it in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like so like she's should be like oh I'm sorry, like completely like don't hurt me. Like like I don't know. It's like yeah. but he should have been like it's okay, I'm not with them. Um I'm Don't freak out. Yeah. Don't freak out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Cal's father, like it's okay. Well, she is a reporter, um, so maybe that's her go-to is, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Are I mean, the, I'd uh, like to give Lois Lane credit, but... <laughs> so when Carvex is carrying her to her holding cell, she's like, who are you? Like, yeah. what do you... like? What, what, what do you? What do your hobbies include? Like, what do you like to do? Like, what are your plans? Like, And she's like, well, I'm just dragging you to this holding cell, so please stop talking to me. Hi, my um, name's Lois. Who are you? <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. Um... So, uh, but yeah, she does ask Joel, like, what did she say? Where do you, where did you come from? So it's like, this would be the perfect time to explain Joel's presence, but they don't. <laughs> they yeah. don't explain the technology. They don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he's there, so we just got to take it as it is. And uh, I think what they're doing is they're, I, well, I think what we've been saying is he's just like a hologram AI just fully representational and he's just like yep uh i i you know you when you put the command key it allowed me me to start uploading into the systems into the ship system apparently um the mainframe yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah i didn't like this part space jargon it was uh it seems too thrown it's just like okay i can fix everything yeah get on out of here guys like, uh, it was just too convenient, I thought. And I thought it would have been more exciting if she had to work her own way out of things. But, yeah, he's like, oh, I can fix the atmosphere, no problem. Yeah. And Is this he, where he says he designed the ship? I think so. Yeah, yeah, he designed the ship and he can change the atmosphere. Uh, and then she takes off her magic shield. Yeah. Headgear. Or it starts coming yeah. down or something. I can't remember how far it gets. Um, 
I think that's I think this is where he start of the next designing one. Designing it. Uh, yeah. Designing the ship, I know it's talked about in this minute. Yeah. Which I thought was very convenient. Because, <laughs> I mean, he, Something yeah. that I thought... <clears throat> yeah, no, you go. That, that, oh, I was going to say, I think something that I thought was interesting was... um. He, just like the world engine in the beginning of this week where we talked about, I was like, all right, pay attention because this is like part of the film now. Like he also, not only is he super convenient, but he also gives like the goal for the film for defeating these villains where he's like, "Uh, we can send them back to the Phantom Zone, uh, which basically just like, so this is what we need to do in the film. Like this is uh, this is your uh, goal now. So like yeah. it's almost like the audience is like, okay, so now we got to figure out a way to get them back into the Phantom Zone. Yeah, like set your um, watches. This is basically counting down to the climax. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Hmm. Um, which is good because then we know what to expect with yeah. the build up. Like if they just hit us with like the oh we just do the Phantom Zone, then we would. It would have been more of the same where we're like, they didn't really explain it. They just did it. So it's nice that they kind of explain it. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we're going to send them back to the Phantom Zone. Um, so, you know, it's it's good exposition. Um, this, he says, and it's one of the weirdest things um, that I have trouble understanding, but he says, I can teach you, and in time you can teach Cal. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. It sounds like... like you don't I, have to do it today, but like in the future, well, just like like, yeah. teach him how to do something. Teach how to send someone into the Phantom Zone or teach yeah. someone how to escape a ship or what do you... Because yeah. he's like, I can teach you how to escape. And in time, you teach... Or I can teach you how to defeat them, how to stop them. But then yeah. I could, in time, you can teach Cal. Like, what in are time. you teaching Cal? Yeah. Like, it, what is she... T- yeah. yeah. It definitely sounds like a lot longer of a goal than than just saying... I can help you escape and show you or show Clark how to, I don't know, send these guys back. Maybe it, just like it goes, yeah. It doesn't sound Maybe it immediate. It just goes back to like being yeah. more human. Yeah. He's going to tell her the way of day and that'll trigger something for him yeah. to learn how to do the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So it must be like a split thing where it's like, I can teach you, just in general, I can teach you now. In time, you can teach Cal, just teach him something yeah like i mean like, it must be separated it must be like like we're trying to think of like um the direct object is the same for both of those statements but yeah. it's not it's yeah. like i can teach you this that and the other of this situation and then later on you can just teach cal <laughs> something that you got to teach him and yeah. it's just like okay i guess uh in time i could teach cal something else but it was Maybe like how to cook sound yeah, yeah it sounds how to, more how to cook eggs than, yeah sounds more epic than just i can show you the sequence of how to send these guys back like and then she just knows how to do it like i know kung fu mm, yeah i know how to oh yeah on the phantom zone <laughs> like how does she learn it yeah i don't know maybe it's in future minutes that i don't know about i think but... yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know hmm. I watch past our minutes so. based on what i remember of what's coming up it's like he basically shows her how to escape Puts her in an escape pod and then. Hey, no talking. Oh, sorry. Jeez. But I don't remember a sequence where he's actually <laughs> explaining. Okay. Anything. No, he doesn't. It's just if you want to okay. jump forward, it's just Clark like getting onto like the ship, uh, like the the actual, uh, boat, <laughs> Northcom <laughs> ship. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got to distinguish them here because we got both sea and space ships now hmm. um but like he's just getting on the boat and she's like hey he knows how to fix it and he just like jumps right into it yeah it's like, you know 
So there was no explanation from okay. Jor-El to Lois. Okay. It's just like we get it very simple, simplistic version from from Cal later on. Yeah. Very abstract. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing of a minute. Um, <sighs> it's a tough one. Yeah, but I really, I really just, dig yeah. uh, Russell Crowe. Like, you know, this is obviously the first time we will we get to see him um, in this movie for for Patrick and I. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it's something about the way he delivers his lines. It's like every line sounds way more important than or you know way more than ep- it is epic than it really is yeah like even just saying i can teach you and in time you can teach cow like that all he's saying is i can show you the instructions of how to a escape and b you know send these guys back but it sounds more regal and you know he was high society so. yeah <laughs> so it's just that way of delivering those lines that you know it's and, and throughout the entire movie, every Russell Crowe scene, every line that he's got is is really, really well delivered, and he just performs it perfectly. So, yeah. like I said, with uh, Michael Shannon as Zod being the best on screen Jor El, I definitely would give that to uh, or Zod. I would give that to uh, Russell Crowe as well for being the best Jor El that we've seen. How dare you? Yeah, I mean, and I like um, I like. Uh, Marlon Brando, at, you know, in his performance as Jor-El, but... I can't believe you would say that. That hurt my feelings <laughs> on my daughter's wedding. That's, that's a pretty good impression. Yeah, that's very yeah. good. <laughs> he even did, like, um, the hand gestures. Yeah, just, so it's like... the chin out. Yeah. yeah he missed the oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just really dig uh, Russell Crowe as Jor-El, so wanted to get that in there. It's like if he was teaching with like that regal like presence it's like if he taught you how to follow the instructions for like a box of craft mac and cheese yes, or something you'd yes. be like wow this guy's like making me feel really enlightened right. but he's just like he just put like in time it'll teach you to put two tablespoons <laughs> of butter in the pot and then yeah. like make sure you strain wash away the the noodles into the strainer and you're like wow if they yeah. went the route of like having like the the information crystals that like Superman usually has, yeah. and like, it like it does seem like this uh, Russell Crowe Jor-El would probably be like the best type of of voice or the the best yeah. uh, mentor, teacher, yeah, I guess mentor, yeah. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Because remember, yeah. like in the beginning of the movie, where he was like, "We have to look to the stars," and it's like mm-hmm. such a fancy way of saying like, "We should leave this planet <laughs> yeah. and go yeah. colonize another yeah. planet." Yeah. It's like look to the stars, like damn, bruh. yeah that's exactly what i mean by just he's over dramatizing like now i want to see morgan even the littlest of things (laughs) i think morgan freeman has that same effect yeah he would have been great like on that law council at the beginning like one of the elders or yeah it was the longest night of my life (laughs) jeez i don't think that's right but okay i always think morgan freeman i think you know Dramatic yeah. reading or whatever. General Zod crawled through a river of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, that man. would have been a scene to see. Yeah. yeah. I assume mm. that Kryptonians don't poop. They're genetically <laughs> they're perfect, altered. They're perfect beings. Yeah. So. You could be right. Yeah. 
You could actually no, be right. Nothing goes to waste. Um, yeah, they feed like plants. They photosynthesize. You know, they just drink. Yeah, the sun. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else would have been a great Kryptonian in the like as an actor. Mm. Um, like a regal Kryptonian. Anthony Hopkins would be up there. Yeah, well, wasn't he? He was. was He's so Odin. Yeah. And Thor. Yeah. So it seems fitting. I'm trying to think of someone else who's like, like, wow, that's that's a nice person to like have in there. Uh, to, I feel like wasn't Anthony Hopkins Jor-El in Superman Returns? No. Going close. No, they just read. Now I feel they, like I'm just now not so much just like, oh my god, you're so completely yeah, wrong. They, I don't know why I'm getting a vision of Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. They just reused. Because uh, he's in trans. He's in Transformers. He's in Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think in uh, Returns, they just kind of reused the Marlon Helen Brando Miriam. footage. <laughs> Mark Hamill. Yeah. Carrot Top. Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> thanks. Totally against casting. He's just yeah, like there's the... nothing now. I'm just like looking up internet He's trash. Like a, a Kevin Spacey bird. would have been a nice Kryptonian. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, Glenn Close, Mark Hamill, Anthony Hopkins. They would have been great Kryptonians. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. Um, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, would have been like a really brutish Kryptonian. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's a pretty good A list of Kryptonian <laughs> celebrities. Uh, yeah. I think that's good enough. I think we're <laughs> Yeah, what is it? Moving on. Now, now I just found something on the internet where it's like, oh, duh, Brian Singer wanted to have Anthony Hopkins as Jor-El. Like, uh-huh. I mean, now I just feel like I'm at the part of the internet where, like, I'm going to find yeah. everything that you the find, like, was. those articles yeah, from, like, 2004 like, that yeah. talk about speculation. Yeah. I did that like, the other oh, day. Duh. It's like, oh, I'm just finding out what I want to know. You can uh, you yeah. can set your, your Google search filter to, like, search for articles only, like, from a certain span of time. Welcome back and to I did, Google uh, Settings Minute. I did 1997 <laughs> to 1999 of just Phantom... Phantom Menace rumors. Oh, and you, <laughs> oh my God. You wow. would be surprised what you find in that. What do you oh. do in your free time, Mark? Yeah. I thought you only did this. <laughs> hey, sometimes you're like, damn, I wonder what people talked about back then. I don't know if I've like just, uh, there was a time like in high school where I would just like sit on the computer and just like find like really random, you know, ob- obviously things like for- 4chan things, just like go off on like different tangents. But like, I don't, I haven't done that in so many years. Now I do want to like fix find find movie r- rumors fix the internet nathan <laughs> parnes i fix the internet i'm fixing the internet i do want to find move uh you know movie rumors from like like what you just did like the, go that's, back that and sounds correct like a them. good time not, yeah now i'm not even that now i'm just like type well, in type in type that. in uh lord of the rings trilogy rumors and then go back to the year 1996 do it right now. I'm kidding. We don't have time for that. Um, go you guys have anything else for this minute? Um, I don't really. Not really. I. Yeah. This was a quick one for me. Yeah. I I like that they use the command key as far as like data stuff over uh, as far as production design goes. I like that over the crystal theme and crystal, you know, aesthetic that, that the previous Superman stuff used. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't really I think they they uh, I think they get p- 
part of the legacy of the crystals, like with the liquid geo, like there's some sort of connection there. It's very, very different for, you know, for the bet, for the better. Like they were like, all right, let's try to make things our own. But there's a slight, there's like, like just like crystals form this liquid geo kind of forms in a very natural kind of way. And it, it does feel just like there's a very small connection, uh, that still seems a little bit tangible. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a nice it's a nice segue into a different type of Superman mythology. But uh, Nate, did you have anything else for this minute? No, I'm good. No, I'm, okay. no you got me fiddling with Google. <laughs> uh, I'll teach you how to do it after this. <laughs> and in time, uh, but yeah, we're gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in time, you can teach someone else. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, teach everyone else. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you heard. Uh, don't forget to leave us a great review on iTunes. And uh, if uh, you're looking for some other podcasts, we also have Stellar Dynamics, Honey Hole My Beer, and Tarantino Minute. And don't forget to check out Patrick and Travis's podcast, Real Comic Heroes. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on Cin- uh, DC Cinematic Minute.